Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Wilbur and I'm your host. It is Friday, September 30th. If you were listening to the podcast in audio form, if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. It is Thursday, September 29th, and we are live for a best bets slash picks show. I caused some derision about my record last week from Pete Prisco. RJ White hadn't said anything. What's up, fellas? What's going on? Oh, I deserve I deserve all the abuse I can get this week. <laughs> well, you like did you give me three one? You only had four picks. I was like, uh, maybe, and you're like, well, disgust. Well, and I was I like, mean, ah, let's see what Pete's record is. No, that's not why. It's just that we'd like to know your picks every week. You never put them in. I put them. They're, they're in the rundown every week. RJ. Well, there's nothing in the rundown this week in terms of picks, so um, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. But, but we, I know I sent mine in. I know Pete sent his, or I saw Brinson sent his in with a very odd pick at the top that we don't have to get into. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what are you doing putting that in? I was, I was writing my picks column late on like Wednesday, and I was trying to, I was like trying to, I was trying to write down what my bets were, and then and then get them sent in to Billy early, um, and then, uh, yeah, the Bengals never five and a half. I don't know where I got that line. I don't know. <laughs> Fat finger, maybe. I don't know, but that was amazing. Well, I can't Just, pick the Bengals anyway. Right, of course you can't. That's yes, why. That's I, the Bengals. The Bengals would be a best bet if I were. It, it, the Bengals are a best bet in my picks column, and I was just, I was just transposing them over there. Uh, I haven't turned it in yet. Fortunately, the Bengals. I, mean, I haven't written down. Why did I have it written down? Five and a half. Very bizarre. Well, you're making up numbers. You're taking games you can't pick. I mean, what the hell? Hey, look, man, you know what? You, I'll tell you what it is. I can't focus on football. I can't focus on professional football this week. I know because Clemson's going to whack NC State this week. It's, that is all I've thought about for the last three days. Really, the last four days, five days, maybe. That's all anyone in, in Raleigh's you'll be in some. You'll be in some toilet bowl in late December as you How dare you? Hurricane I'm curious. Do we, do we have any um, – Thought on what Hurricane Ian is going to obviously the safety of everyone is, is is paramount to anything else. But from a football perspective, I'm wondering, like globally, do we know if there's particular games that we need to look at for weather purposes? Because the NC State Clemson total opened at 44, dropped all the way down to 39 and a half. Now it looks like the storm has shifted east, maybe, and so it, it does. Uh, it, it looks like you know the totals jumped back up to like 42 and a half. It and should so, be out of there. It should be out of there by tomorrow in South Carolina. It's gonna be like sixty-one and sunny on Saturday. Yeah. So I don't. So why would that impact? impact it was. It was. Anything? It was. It was. It was planning on being right over Clemson until it. Until I don't think. Shifted. I don't think any um, any games are going to be impacted at all. The Buccaneers. The the mayor said something like, "We're going to hope to play." They've been practicing Miami, but they seem like I think they're going to be good to go. Possibly like. For the for that game is, yeah, I, I think it's skirted. I mean, Tampa got hit from some stuff, but it wasn't like South Florida, you know, the southwest part of Florida. So I think they yeah, they'll I think, probably I play think, there. I think the mayor coming out, and that was Thursday. I think you're talking about after the storm hit and making it sound like she wanted to play there. Um, make makes me think that um, you know, they they think that they'll be able to do it. You wouldn't be that positive, I think, if it was still up in the air. So Correct. I would assume they're playing there. Okay, so we don't think there's going to be any games because if this thing is cooking off east, it's it should go out into the ocean and not run up the east coast, right? Okay, so I mean, yeah, so I mean, I mean, there's a game. In, you know, we don't have to worry about it from. Uh, it's not a huge weather concern, is what you're saying, across the board. There, there, well, it was a huge concerns. weather concern. It's not a huge weather concern. I don't think right now for any impact on a football game. Okay. That's what I was asking. I Which is really... the least important thing that matters when it comes to those mm-hmm. things? Obviously, but yeah. We are doing a best bets gambling show. I get it. Weather and wind matter. I mean, that's the reality. Um, I I kind of wanted to go to. I kind of want to be in another hurricane game. I've, I've sat Why? through an entire hurricane game. It's amazing. It's like it's just insane. Why would so, you do that? Because it's just you could watch a football game in a hurricane. 
couldn't look left the entire game. It was crazy. It sounds terrible. Did you see that buff that Buffalo New England game last year with the seventy or whatever? That does not sound fun at all. See, I think that sounded great. Um, the awesome awesome asks in chat, have I missed any game discussion yet? Are we still in the obligatory small talk? We are still in the obligatory small talk general uh focus phase. Let's just get into the games because we do have another uh I have another show to do because you know that's just how it works. Uh the the parlay's uh the parlay's still dead. I went five, RJ went five and one at week three. I went three and one. Pete went one and five. I'm now eight and nine. Pete ten and eight. RJ up white hot twelve and seven. You can get RJ's picks at Sportsline. If you don't get you can get them here too, obviously. But you can get all of RJ's picks at Sportsline. Sportsline.com. Use promo code White and you will get your uh, first month for a dollar or something like that. Mm-hmm. Six one and one against the spread last week. Um, missed my over under play by half a point, so six two and one overall. So really good. I think I'm nineteen eight and one um, on my uh, on my all of my picks for the last you know two and a half three weeks whatever. I typically put nine ten nine ten picks up every week over there. Did you do the uh, super contest this year? I did. I am nine and six in the circa million and eight and seven in the super contest. So oh, yeah. above water, but not the wrong. Great. I mean, you must be putting the wrong ones in. Yeah, all my amazing picks last week. The one tie last week on Sportsline was Houston, which I got at plus three in the contest. It was plus two and a half, and I, I stuck with it like a like an idiot. And I should have went with one of the other things I liked. Um, since he was a game I liked, I didn't put it on both cards. And Indy, I didn't. I liked. I didn't put it on both cards. So I could have easily got Houston out for and got a five and a week. All right, uh, I like it. Um, let's get the stay hot week four coming up. This feels like a chaos week. There's a lot of short spreads. Um, only. Only a couple of, uh, of, of, I think, maybe maybe just one spread over seven, maybe two. Um, anyway, Vikings minus three at, and I'm doing air quotes there, at the Saints. Um, it's in London, 9.30 Eastern time on Sunday morning. Ugh, it's gonna be, that was early. Um, <laughs> the uh, over-under here, 43 and a half. Um, Pete, Saints. That's. That's an early game after a, a Saturday football game, isn't it? Yes, it I would is. imagine. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, I like the Saints in this game, uh, no matter who plays quarterback. Uh, and I think I think it's going to be Andy Dalton. But I really think at some point it might be. It might have been Andy Dalton, anyways. Yep. I, I really, you know, I, I again, I said this last week. Guys in New Orleans when I was there were talking about the possibility that Andy Dalton would be the starter by Week Five. In fairness to James, he has a bad back, um, but he's not playing well. I, I think Dalton will play well. And I think this will be a defensive game, um, you know. But you know, their defense has played well, um, but they're just not scoring points, and and they don't score points until late in games. So, but I think this time around, I think their defense will keep them in. So I'll take the Saints as part of a teaser, um, and I'll give you the second half of it later. But I'll take the Saints as part of a teaser. Yeah, the defense for New Orleans played really well last week, aside from one Chenault, but whiff at the line of scrimmage where he should have made that tackle, and he didn't, and Chenault jukes him and goes 67 yards for a touchdown. Aside from that, Carolina throws for like 100 yards. You know, Mayfield throws for 100 yards. So I think New Orleans defense is actually playing pretty well. I like New Orleans better, too, if Dalton, if a healthy Dalton plays over uh, you know, banged up Jameis, how he's looked. Olave emerging as a legit weapon. It helps him overcome the injuries to the other receivers. In my ratings, I downgraded New Orleans a point, just expecting them to stick with a bat banged up Jameis. I upgraded Minnesota half a point after their win. That got the line to two and a half on a neutral for me. So if you get it to, get it to three, I think there's value on the Saints. It's just a lean for me right now, though. I, I like you know you know Pete went one and five when he's when he's busting out a teaser. By the way, it's like. But. Well, I like sometimes taking a teaser when you're getting. Uh, yeah, when you're getting three points. points on you, a team. I think they can win. I think they can win that game. So you give me nine, I'll take it. Yeah, I know. I actually, I actually think I picked them to win. I think the Dalton move would be an upgrade just from getting like Jameis. Clearly, it's all their production on offense has been late in games, and they're just asking you know just hey Jameis go like make some you know just go chunk it around. I think Dalton will be. Look a, a little more, a little better forward facing with that offense. Alave does look great. Um, the Saints' defense is very good, and uh, you know it's, it's it'd be interesting because it's like Kirk Cousins versus Andy Dalton, right? I mean, that's like who like on a, on a, on an island game. Now, granted, it's not prime time. Well, um, but I asked though. I did ask. Is it is it? It's the only game on at that time. So is it prime time? Yeah. Well, Breach looked it up. I think it's two p.m. Eastern in right. London time. Right. It is. It is. Right, but it is the only game on. Like right. So you know, that counts. 
I think it's less the national audience factor of being in primetime and more getting Kirk out of his his routine. I think he's very much a creature of routine, and so mm-hmm. you don't get much more out of routine from playing in in the UK in a in a foreign um, you know stadium where you're not the home team and body clock. It's nine thirty or eight thirty, I guess, for them since they're central. So um, I think that's the factor more for me is he's out of his routine and his his normal prep um, than it is like what what time is the game actually being played at. Did we see when the Saints went over? Did I say the Saints went over on to London on Tuesday? Neither of these teams, by the way, are taking a week five bye. They they elected to decline that. I believe the NFL gives you the option. They said no, we don't want that. And so there, you know, that's something to watch for uh, for look ahead lines in week five. The Saints went to London and practiced there Wednesday. Um, the Vikings are le- the Vikings haven't left for London yet. Like we're recording this at it's one thirty p.m. on on Thursday, and the Vikings haven't left. They will land at eight a.m. Friday, stay up, work out, and have practice as well as meetings. This is via Fox Nine in Minnesota. They'll be allowed to sleep in on Saturday, then lock in for game prep Sunday. That is, yeah, but, you know, teams have done it. The Jaguars have done it sure. a bunch of different ways when they've gone. They've gone over for the week. They've gone over on uh, Friday. They've gone over uh, or Thursday. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways to do it. Um, it's they they basically consulted with sleep. Uh, they 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 brought in sleep consultants who said they want to have their body clocks on Central Time as much or keep it as consistent as possible. Stay on Central Time as much as possible, especially playing the Bears next week. And the players are encouraged to get whatever sleep they can on the plane there. Even take melatonin. They'll be provided. They'll be provided eye mask on the plane. The lights will be off, and they're encouraged to stay off their phones. This is a little too cute for me. I like the Saints. I'll take the Saints as a best bet. I think that the the Vikings. Oh, Kirk. Cousins, And there, there you go, Princeton. He uh, go. he he got afflicted by the Kirk Cousin uh, malady, I guess. You know, Either Kirk Cousins Kirk started talking trash about Kirk Cousins, and then all of a sudden, you know, Illumin, you know, Illuminati kicks in into our, our Either screen, that so. or he, his melanon- melatonin kicked in, and he went to sleep. <laughs> so Brinson's on on Saints plus three as his best bet. Uh, next game we have on Chargers and Texans. Chargers are minus five. Totals forty four. Pete, um, I believe this might be part of your teaser as well. Just looking at the, the the rundown, what do you think? It is, it is, RJ, and I'll take I'll take the Texans plus the eleven as part of the teaser to close it out. So I got Saints plus nine, Texans plus eleven. I think this Chargers team is is hurting in a big way right now, and you lose two of your best players. I mean, that's two of the five best players on that team. They're gone. It might be two of the best, three best players on that team. Rashawn Slater gone for the year. They have problems protecting anyway. Uh, and then they don't run the ball that well. And then you get on the other side of the ball and you don't have Joey Bosa now. And they've been banged up at a bunch of other spots. Uh, I think the Texans at home getting points, you know, their defense has played well. Davis Mills threw a terrible, terrible interception at the end of that game. They could have won that game, probably should have won that game. But as it turns out, uh, they didn't. And But I still think they hang around in this game. Wouldn't shock me at all to see him pull off an upset i don't think the chargers are that good right now and i think they have major questions so i'll take texans is closing out the teaser plus the 11 yeah i think the chargers offense is in shambles i agree with you with herbert beat up in the offensive line losing its best player even if keenan allen's back i don't think that they can be explosive downfield with protection issues they're just not gonna have time to throw um with the state of that offensive line houston's defense actually saw it against the pass it struggles against the run Though the Chargers run game doesn't look great. I thought they were going to run the ball last week against Jacksonville. Now, that's a credit to Jacksonville's defense being improved, but but Chargers, don't, I don't think they can run the ball. Houston's offense, 31st in yards per play. They were limiting mistakes, which is like why I liked them in that Chicago game, and then that back-breaking interception that lost them. The game is the worst time to have that pick. Um, I took under 45 and a half on sports line. It's down to 44 now. I would. It's only a lean for me. I wouldn't play it. If I'm going to play the spread, the Chargers injuries make it impossible to back them to cover five on the road, so I would lean to, to Houston as well. Yeah, I picked uh, Houston against the spread. The, the, the Rashawn Slater injury—you can't overstate how important that is. I mean, no. he is a—he, I mean, he—he he he got rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year votes. He was an all an all pro player last year as a rookie, and their drop off to his backup with it, Storm Norton, um, who who was terrible at right tackle, by the way, mm-hmm. it's terrible. His I think his um, or maybe he maybe he stays at the right. They bring somebody in at the left. Like however they no, do. He's it. supposedly he's going to stay at left because he hasn't been starting. Or it's been Pipkins at right tackle. But so yeah. here's the problem. Matt Filer stinks this year. So now you have a left side of your line, which is the backside of that quarterback that stinks. That's the a Chargers problem. season is over, I think. A banged up quarterback, too. <laughs> like you can't, it maybe if it's Kyler Murray and he can escape the pocket and, and he's healthy, that's fine. But Justin Herbert already banged up. That's a problem. 
But yeah. was he banged up? He stayed in the game until the close. It's the re- most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. He, he, would, he, took a sack. he took a sack down either two or three scores and was laying on the ground, like gr- wincing and grimacing. Like, what is Brandon Stevens doing? He's throwing doing? passes with no time on the clock. What are they doing? It's insane. Like this is like this is it was negligent. It was like malpractice. It was coaching malpractice because this is your franchise quarterback. You're about to have to give him a huge contract this offseason after his third year. And you never even remember the playoffs with him. And you got him out there with broken ribs, winging it around down 28 to the Jaguars with no, with no time. It's stupid. Brady Quinn tried to defend that. He said the player wants to play. I go with that. I don't care. The coaches paid a boat, boatload of money to get him the hell out of the game. Yep. I agree. Player always wants to play. Of course. Yeah, he's like, I want to be a leader. It's like, yeah, of course you want to be a leader, but dude, like, come on. Uh, Jaguars and Eagles. My Philadelphia Eagles, 3-0. My Jacksonville Jaguars in the Princeton Bowl. Uh, Jaguars, uh, Eagles, excuse me, minus 6.5, Pete, over under 47. This is a tough game for me, and reason being, you know, Jacksonville leads the league in rush defense. Last year, the Saints led the league in rush defense. They went to go play the Eagles. What happened? They gashed them for over 200. It's a hard team to prepare for. But the Jaguars might just be young and dumb enough to not really care. <laughs> and by that, I mean they don't know yet. Their, their confidence level is out of this world right now from people I talk to inside that building. They walk around like they, they, they actually think they're really, really good. And that was before Sunday's game. And so I think they might go up there and hang around. I, I don't think they're going to get blown out. Uh, I know the Eagles Eagles haven't done anything in the second half of games, which is a little concerning to me because I know they've had leads in some of those games, but there are teams adjusting to what they're doing in the second half. So I'm going to take Jacksonville plus the points, and it wouldn't astound me if they won the game. Defense playing well, though. I moved Jacksonville up two points with their improvements. They're starting to get in that range of, of being around an average team, and I think I'm going to keep adjusting them up. But even with that, the Eagles are so good to me that I still project this line at minus seven and a half. So I think there's still value on the Eagles. They might be the best team in the NFC. The, the schedule hasn't been too tough for them. I think the defense has played well for four quarters, even if the offense isn't. And you talk about the run game last year. You know, they ran over the number one rush defense. This year they have, you know, the pass game number one in yards per play. They have an actual pass offense. So I think that's the difference here. Go with the solid run game. They can beat you anyway on offense. And the defense is strong on all three levels. It's going to be a tough test for Jacksonville's offensive line. Brutal travel spot Jacksonville at LA last week won that game got to travel all the way back now you go up to Philly hurricane in between to worry about so you know who, who leaving those people those guys at home you know what do you, if there's any damage in the area I don't think there was up in the Jacksonville area but still all that to deal with maybe they are dumb enough it doesn't matter they'll go up and, and hang with them but I think the Eagles are just too good and you take this line down to minus six and a half when it was seven on the look ahead like the Eagles here so Eagles best bet for me at six and a half yeah, I, I like the Eagles too. I think it's um, Philly. Philly's just a really good football team. They're, I mean, like I, I'm not, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but like they are exactly what I thought that they would be. They're a team that's really deep on the offensive line, really deep on the defensive line. Has a lot of skill position guys now with the addition to AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts is taking a step forward and he's taking a bigger step forward than I expected. Why are you tooting your horn? Are you the only guy that picked them? Yeah, I picked them. Did you? Did you pick them to win a division? I didn't pick them. I picked them to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. You still think that right now they're the best team in the NFC? Yeah, I mean, I feel good about it through three weeks. I'm sure it looks stupid in two. Don't worry. I mean, I'm not. Pete, Pete Prisco's number one power ring team. Yeah. yeah. Brinson, but aren't you going to get caught up in the Doug Peterson you love revenge game so much? Doug Peterson revenge game. That's the only reason. Play harder for him. That's the only reason it's not a best bet for me. The Eagles. Because <laughs> oh of Doug Peterson revenge game. They're going to play, gonna play so harder. much harder for him this week. Hey, you said they're walking around with confidence. They're going to be playing harder for Doug. He wants to win this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm shocked um, they beat the Chargers since Peter so Peterson has no connection to the Chargers. And yeah, why right? did they play the so Chargers hard in that suck, game? Dude, I don't know what to tell you. Like, the Jaguars are good. I think the Jaguars <laughs> win the division, too. Nick Costas was trying to give me crap and say that he's like, everyone picked the Jaguars to win the division. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. He's like, well, everyone bet it. I'm like, well, that's great, but I picked it. I made a pick. I can actually like a pick. I grew up. Um, it's going to be a fun game, though. Bills at the Ravens. Bills minus three in Baltimore coming off that loss in Miami where they ran 90 plays over under 51 and a half. Pete, it looks like you and I are going to be the donkey, the chalk donkeys here. Oh, where, where the, where the, where the, I'm, I got a fish hook. I, I tell you what, I'm a big giant fish swimming around because I bit the fish hook. I'm in. They got me. They're reeling me in. Because I can't see how this game can possibly go under 51 and a half. I, I don't see 60. it. I don't see it. 
The Bills did whatever they wanted to on offense last week and bogged down in the red zone. They moved up and down the field. They can still do that. The Ravens' defense is not good. Lamar Jackson is playing MVP. These are the two two of the MVP candidates right now. And the Bills' defense is banged up and hurting with a ton of guys out. So what's going to stop these two quarterbacks from rolling up big numbers? I don't see it. I'll take the over 51 and a half as a best bet. Yeah, my only worry is that Buffalo's offense coming off running those 90 plays, like you said, in sweltering conditions. And do you, do you think, Pete, that affects you a week later? Um, do you think they might be all rested up and fine for this game, or does it going to have an effect? I think you'll be fine. I mean, it's a week later. If it, you know, if it was a Thursday night game, I might say, okay, you're, you're all, you know, probably, but not. Uh, you not mean, a week you mean later. like the Miami Dolphins? Yeah. That's, yeah, I wanted to love the Dolphins this week, and that's the only thing that stopped me from from playing them. I don't love is, them this week. Is, yeah, we'll is see, that, we'll see. that defense oh, yeah. having, yeah, sorry, having I shouldn't to be on the field all that? Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, this is two of the best offenses in the NFL facing two beat-up defenses, so it should go over if, if the Bills have caught their breath. Um, Baltimore's defense, 31st in yards per play, giving up 458 yards per game. No idea how they slow the Bills. Baltimore's offense, though, first in yards per play, top three, both rushing and passing, can exploit the Bills' injuries. Uh, Bills are also banged up on the defensive line, not just the secondary. So, um, so yeah, I think this does go over, too. I would lean Baltimore on the number. I still think the Bills are being overrated by the market. I do believe they're the number one team, just not as far ahead of everyone as the market is saying at this point. So I would lean to the Ravens against the spread at plus three. Hopefully you guys can get three and a half. It's been three and a half throughout the week at places. Um, and at three and a half, I like Baltimore a little more. Yeah, I, I like the Ravens in the spot catching three. Did I, did I make them? A, oh, no, I have the best bet is the over. I, I do like the Ravens a lot. The only concern about this over, and I'm with you, Pete. Like, I was just like, whatever you make it, I'm going to take it. It's just looking at the Baltimore weather. Um, it does look like it could be, you know, 10 to 15 mile an hour winds and uh, pretty steady rain throughout the day. It's a, sh- it's, a, it's a shame those two quarterbacks don't have good arms. I mean, because that'll ruin. I mean, come on. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying that it's not like you would prefer if you're ta- you take when you take it over, you prefer to have. Yeah, of course, you you'd like the weather to be good, but um, I, I just, I can't see. Well, and both guys can run too, and I think, I think that right. like, weather, wind, like windy, sloppy weather, can lead to you know a guy like Josh Allen or a guy like Lamar Jackson getting out in the open field and miss tackles, and all of a sudden you know big runs. So uh, I'm going to stay you, on it. You did take the Ravens plus three in the email you sent. Okay, then I'll take the Ravens plus three as the best bet. So I got Ravens plus three. Uh, I'll in take the over. Yeah, and the over. It's the best, 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 best bet. I'm not afraid to add best bets as we go. You know, you guys know that. <laughs> Seahawks at the Lions. And, and, and by the way, I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it'll come down to a, a late possession. Uh, that bill, the Bills banged up secondary is what uh, is what has me leaning towards Baltimore more than anything. Seahawks at the Lions. Lions minus four and a half. Pete over under forty nine and a half. This is another game that I don't see how it's going to not go over. Uh, so I'm going to take the over as the best bet, 49 and a half. I mean, the Lions have scored up until the last quarter or the other day. They scored in every possession. They haven't been stopped, and they've been putting up big numbers. And I know St. Brown's dinged up, and that's a concern. Swift is dinged up. That's a concern. But the Seattle defense is awful. It's terrible. They can't stop anybody. And I think that's going to be a problem. Geno Smith is completing 75% of his passes. The Lions aren't exactly great on defense either. So I'm going to go nice over 49 and a half as my uh, best bet. The Seahawks traded Russell Wilson and somehow upgraded at quarterback in one offseason. Oh! Wow. I mean, he's, he's playing, not playing well. He's playing better than Russ. He's uh, better than Russ this season. That's just facts, man. This line has dropped. It was six. It's down to four and a half, four at some places. I think that's the uncertainty around Amon Ross St. Brown. I can't believe people are buying into the Seahawks that much. Uh, so maybe it's just you don't make the Lions big favorites. They haven't earned it yet. Uh, Caesars. Wow. Um, so, so yeah, Seattle's offense showed it can move the ball versus a bad defense last week. That's what they're getting here. Detroit's defense is even worse with Tracy Walker hurt a veteran safety that can actually, you know, get, get people in the right places and bring some leadership. And now they're losing that. So think about how much worse this, the, a bad defense is going to be after that. If St. Brown plays, I do like the going back to the over in the Detroit game, like I've been doing, but for now it's just a lean. I want to know his status. So, um, I, I kind of predicted the chargers thing last week and, and laid with the chargers based on, on Herbert's health. And it was a little bit more more wishy-washy than it should have been. So I'm going to play it a little safer here and just lean to the over. Over down to 48, which is um, a little surprising. I, um, are we going to, we, we get, we get at 49 and a half. God, that stinks. I would bet the over at 48. Uh, I will probably end up betting this over. You know, I took, I've been saying that lions overs are, are a good look and uh, because they will cut, they can come back against you and they're willing to score quickly and they won't stop trying. And they also let you come back 
against them as well. So I would look to the over here. Um, I've got the – I took the uh, – uh, I took Seattle plus four and a half. I mean, I don't – they're aggressive with it on uh, on fourth downs too. Last week, you saw Detroit kept on going for it on fourth down in the situations where other coaches might, and it wasn't just like a clear go for it. There's like we're just going. So if you want to do that, and and we're taking some more punts out of the equation than usual, it's going to lead to more scoring too. Yep, for sure. Um, but and other Dan Campbell didn't go for it in that one fourth down that he had late. It's like that, mm-hmm. that was a weird one. Then that was a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Browns at the Falcons. Browns minus one and a half in Atlanta. Over under forty nine. Pete. Yeah, this is one of the games that I got wrong last week, and RJ got right on one of our swing games. Um, Seattle should have covered that game. Uh, they're not good on defense, though. I mean, they couldn't stop Mariota and the gang, but come on, at the end of the game, what the hell were they doing? Give me a break. That was bad bad uh, play calling, I thought, there. And, and look, Atlanta, they're feisty. They're they're smart. They're, he plays well. Their offense runs a lot of great things. And they're tough to stop. But I think this Browns team is going to run all over them this week. I think it's going to be one of those games where they pound it, pound it, pound it. And Brissett's playing better than than I thought he would play. And so I think he'll make enough throws here. I'll take the Browns minus the small number. Yeah, Seattle's defense played last week. You know who else played bad last week? It was Atlanta's defense. They looked awful considering the opponent and Seattle doing whatever they wanted to on offense. Geno Smith, you mentioned how great he's playing. Look ahead was Cleveland minus three. It's moved down because Atlanta beat Seattle. I don't know that that's that impressive. And like Pete was saying, it could have went either way. Brissett is making great decisions, throwing with authority. I'm less worried about Cleveland's quarterback situation than I was coming into the year based on how he's looked. So that because of that, I've upgraded Cleveland to an average team. And I might have to go higher than that um, because if the quarterback is actually good, you combine that with one of the better running games in the league, great offensive line, good defense. You know, I don't see why this team isn't a playoff team even before Deshaun Watson comes back. So that upgrade put this line at Cleveland minus three and a half to me. And they're also coming off a mini buy after playing Thursday. So this line is still trending down. It's now one. I don't know what the the p- people are seeing to play the Falcons here. I think it's just looking at that offense being better than expected and um, people buying in on that. But the defense doesn't look as good as we expected. Cleveland looks much better than we think. Um, I think they're going to win this game. So I, I like I have best bet Cleveland minus one and a half on our number and would love it if you can get it at one like we have here. I've got the I got the I took the Falcons against the spread for on the site. Um, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about with the run defense and if, if the Browns commit to it and run the ball well, it's going to be be a problem for. Uh, Atlanta. I do think Atlanta's gonna be able to move the ball though on Cleveland, and I, we're still due for a Kyle Pitts. Where's the Where's the Kyle Pitts breakout game? It's got to be coming soon. This is it. This is the week. Atlanta Kyle Pitts huge game. Falcons find a way to steal this one. Something like the Falcons are kind of in the mix for the NFC South in like the weirdest possible way. It got to be amazing. I just want that. I, I can't root for the Browns anyway. Do um, we know if Do we know if Kyle Pitts hates Cleveland or is it some type of revenge thing he can think about here? Is it? Cleveland is, Cleveland is the pits, <laughs> and so therefore Kyle Pitts hates Cleveland. So um, this would definitely be the breakout game here. Yeah, uh, just for that reason. All right, let's take a break. Oh, yeah, Miles Garrett status uh, matters too, I think. And I would be – I mean, I'd be surprised if he played, right? Probably, yeah. The the Browns well, offense – What are the, the extent of his injuries? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. He's back at the facility on Thursday, but they haven't decided what they're going to do in terms of him playing quite yet. The Falcons offensive line playing well, though, and Mariota can move around a bunch. So I don't know that you're going to get a ton of sacks against Atlanta anyway. I think it's uh, my his availability wasn't tied to my pick. I, I'm not going to move the line up or down based on it. Mariota, Mariota Geno Smith, and uh, Jacoby Brissett playing well in 2022 is not something I was prepared for three weeks into the season. I'll tell you that much. It's <laughs> just a couple games. Let's I, slow the roll. You're the one who hyped up Jacoby and Geno first, bro. Well, they played right. better. <laughs> Let's take a break when we come back. A big-time NFC West matchup next. The Rams at 49ers. 49ers minus two and a half over under 42, Pete. Look, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was bad last week. There's no way to sugarcoat that, but the entire offense wasn't very good either. I mean, the Denver defense is pretty good. San Francisco's defense is really good. And I think that they – I mean, you think about it. If Tart picks off the ball in the championship game, they don't win the Super Bowl. They, they, and that was on the road. I think they're going to come in here and limit what the Rams do. The Rams haven't looked like the Rams yet. I still think there's some Super Bowl hangover going on there. For sure. And I think the 49ers will play well enough to win this game. And, and, and so I'll take the 49ers, my small number. Yeah, I don't think the Rams have looked – 
great either, but they had trouble putting away Arizona, but they had 7.4 yards per play in that game. They were actually, you know, able to move the ball. Um, and I'm very worried about the San Francisco offense with the Trent Williams injury. That's a massive drop off at left yep. tackle, maybe as big as the one we're talking about in the Chargers game going down to Storm Norton. Um, so Jimmy G didn't look like an upgrade over Lance versus Denver. Shanahan owns McVay, won both games last year as the dog. He's won six straight. That's my biggest worry about taking the Rams, which I am doing at plus two and a half. It's a best bet. It's dropping in some places. If you get it lower than, than one and a half, I wouldn't play it, but I think the line should be one and a half. So um, I hope I would was hoping to get Rams plus three and put it in. Um, but, you know, I think they're a fine teaser leg too. It's just a Monday night game. I have some other teaser legs I like that I just played the Rams as a best bet straight. Yeah, hey, by, the way, Rams, thought, by the way, he's won six in the regular season because he lost. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 I mean, that, that is that is like literally the only reason I didn't take the Rams. This is the best bet was that my concern that it's like Kyle Shannon just sort of has Sean McVay's number. But again, you know, they wanted the playoffs, so maybe maybe that changes how things operate. And and you know, Jimmy G, ugh, Jimmy G's, he was he wasn't good. Oh, and by the way, Brady Quinn had a good point uh, earlier this week. Dan Orlovsky's not off the hook for Jimmy G stepping out of the back. Dan Orlovsky ran through the end zone for like seventeen minutes. Right. Yeah. But and by the way. Who cares what Dan Orlovsky thinks? Oh. Oh, ho, ho. I mean, everybody, the guy says something and everybody goes, oh, my God, let's bow down. Look what Dan Orlovsky just said. Like he invented the game. He walked out. He ran out of the end zone. Give me a break. I actually think he was Twitter wrong calls. with that. I think he was wrong with that Panthers thing he talked about, too. He was wrong about that. Panthers. Yeah, he was wrong. Was Matt Rule called him out on it. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, exactly. All right. Uh, yeah, I would lean towards I, I took the Rams, but. Definitely concerned with the Kyle Shanahan Sean McVay matchup. Another divisional huge matchup. Broncos at the Raiders. The Raiders are winless. The Broncos are in first place despite looking terrible all season. Raiders minus two and a half. Pete over under 45 and a half. Desperation is an amazing thing in the NFL. Oh, right interesting. Now. Oh, right. Interesting. Right Why? Desperation is different than, than revenge. You're talking about a motivation. Right. I'm talking about desperation. Is you need to suggest they're desperate going to play harder. What? No, they're not going to play harder. They just have to win. It's a must win. They're not going to play any harder. It's just a great spot, just like last week for the Colts. It was okay. a must win for them. This is a must win for the Raiders. And for that reason, I think they find a way. Plus, you mentioned it, RJ. Russell Wilson's been bad. And, you know, Yesterday on our show, Brady Quinn tried to say, oh, well, that last drive is what you expect from Russell Wilson going to get him going. Well, where has it been? It hasn't been good the whole year. So I think the Raiders will find a way to score points in this game, and I think they will uh, limit what the Broncos do. I'll take the Raiders and their desperate, desperate situation to cover the number. Yeah, I would like to play a desperate team here in this situation, but typically you're getting them in value. And the Raiders are favored here two and a half. I don't think there's value, any value in that. I would love to play them if the line was flipped the other way, consider, considering the last 0-3 team in the league. Denver stumbled to that win despite 3.7 yards per play from the offense. It's the opposite issue from the last two games where their yards per play was very high and and, and they couldn't win You know that, that first week at least. Um, Vegas doesn't deserve to be the only 0-3 team. I think they're in the same tier as Denver. So that makes this line feel about right to me. Vegas needs to win more, so I understand the line. I just don't see much separation here. I'd be shocked if Vegas ran away with the win, so I put Denver in my teaser, teased them up to 8.5 as the first leg of my teaser. And uh, if they can't win here, a, a little pet theory I'm starting to work on um, might be coming to fruition that Josh McDaniels just might not be a good coach. <laughs> uh, yeah, this would be a bad spot. It would almost be like, hey, do you guys want to just send McDaniels back to New England? Because they need an offensive coordinator. And you know, this Raiders thing is not really working out well. He's already meeting with Mark Davis following games. It's that's not a not a great spot. I think um I took the Broncos on our picks against a spread, but I don't I think I would prefer I think I want to take the Raiders. They are they are desperate, they're way more desperate. And Denver looked terrible. I just don't I, I I'm standing by my theory that Nathaniel Hackett is sending in several plays every 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 time. And Russell Wilson is then like making his own play call of a mini play sheet. And that's what's taking so long and why they're running it down to the end of the wire. He doesn't trust Russell Wilson late in games. I don't think this new coach he hired is going to make a big, huge difference. And again, if the Raiders that desperate, I think they got a decent little home field advantage there. It gets loud and loud in that stadium. And um, probably be some Broncos fans there hung over off of, of bachelor, bachelor parties and whatnot in, uh, in Las Vegas. But I think, I think I will, I'll probably be emailing somebody and flipping to uh, the Raiders in that game. I, I like the Raiders here. Yeah, by the way, uh, yelling run pass on the sideline is not a good way to go about trying to motivate your team there, Russ. 
How stupid is that? Hey, come on, guys. Run, pass, yell it out when you see it. Yeah, it's like, Shut up. Go sit down and study the playbook. Shut up. Oh, my goodness. We got feisty Pete today. I love it. Titans at Colts. Man, there's some big divisional matchups this week. Titans or Colts minus three and a half over under 42 and a half, Pete. I had a hard time with this game. This is a tough game for me. And I, I, look, Mike Vrabel showed last week that he why he's such a good coach because he can get that team to respond the way they did after that bloodletting in Buffalo. And so I, it's hard for me to pick against them, but I'm going to. I, I think the Colts showed a little something last week. For one thing, the offensive line wasn't nearly as bad. They played much better. And I think that's important. Uh, Tennessee does not rush the passer that well. So – and Pierce got going at wide receiver, which is a good sign. Uh, I'm going to take the Colts minus the number, but I don't love this game. Yeah, the Chiefs showed that they needed Kansas City to trip all over their own feet repeatedly to win the game and catch all the breaks. I don't think they should have even covered. I had them at plus six and a half, and I was like, I'm surprised Indy covered, much less won that game. Tennessee's offense played well, getting Henry involved in the past game now. He had several targets, which was something new to see there. Tennessee's defense, 30th in yards per play, but they're second on third down. I think the pass rush can get to Matt Ryan in that defense, especially with their interior pressure with Jeffrey Simmons. I have Indy a point better than Tennessee in my ratings, but I'm not sure I believe it. I think you could flip that, and, and, and I'd be just fine with that. Uh, several key Colts didn't practice on Wednesday, including Taylor probably was going to play, um, but we'll see how the health of the rest of them go. I have Tennessee as a best bet at plus three and a half. I don't think this should be north of three. Yeah, it looks like it's actually going to go to four, too. I, I think um, I've got I had Tennessee. Tennessee almost made my list of best bets. I didn't want to give out too many. Uh, I picked them against the spread. If you're going to obviously if you're going to get four, you prefer that. I'm not sure exactly why it's moving that direction, uh, whether it's like injury base or just money coming in on Indianapolis. But three and a half in this divisional game. With a Tennessee team that has you know played the Colts well, uh, you know Mike Vrabel is going to keep this game close. I agree on the Jeffrey Simmons factor, and I also think that we really saw it last week. It was kind of interesting. The Titans got Derrick Henry involved in the pass game, and I think that that helped to alleviate some of the aggressive uh, you know pressure that people were trying to put on the Titans' run game. And so, if you can get Henry involved in that pass game, and then he started to really run well, I think we're due for kind of a Maybe like one of those just big, big, big Derrick Henry games, uh, and this might be the spot for it. So I'll take Tennessee uh, as a uh, – well, not as a best bet, but I, I'm, I'm taking Tennessee against the spread. Next up, the Jets at the Steelers. The Steelers are minus three and a half. Ugh, I thought we were picking three. Over under 40 and a half. This game is pretty disgusting. I think the Jets are kind of overrated. And I don't think they're very good. I don't think the Steelers are great. But uh, I'll take the Steelers as a best bet because I think Pittsburgh's defense is by far and away the best unit uh, out, out there. And people are like, is Zach Wilson going to be back? If he is, is he going to be like, is he going to be ready to play? Is he going to be erratic? I think Joe Flacco hasn't played. He had one good stretch against Cleveland, and that was it. I think Pittsburgh's a, a better team with more weapons and a much better defense. So I'll take Pittsburgh here. I'll, I'll take the Steelers, too. It's not a best bet, but uh... – I'm with you. I, I mean, if you look at this game, how can you take the Jets with Zach Wilson coming off injury? It makes no sense. And at some point, the Steelers have to get the ball to those playmakers on the outside. And I think this is an opportunity to do that. So I, I'll, I'll take the Steelers. It's not a best bet, though. My leans to the Steelers also, if you can get it at three, it becomes a best bet for me at three. Um, but three and a half seems right to me. We'll see how Zach Wilson looks in his first game. He has an opportunity against a struggling defense in Pittsburgh. I think he's going to be rusty. He didn't he didn't practice at all. He didn't play at all in the preseason. So think about how those quarterbacks that were in that situation played in week one. That's probably what we're going to see from him in this game. Um, Pittsburgh's offense not appealing at all. 30th in yards per play, number 32 in time of possession. Um, but, you know, they could take care of the Jets on third down here. The Jets defense has struggled on third downs. Um, and if they do that, though, their offense will start looking better. So the Wilson factor would have me back in Pittsburgh at minus three, at three and a half. It's just a lean. Any chance we see Kenny Pickett here? A little too early, I think. Yeah, too early. Cardinals at the Panthers. The Panthers. Panthers are favored in this game. Mm. Cliff Kingsbury. Have a start to the season, buddy. Panthers minus one and a half feet over under 42 and a half. Think about this. If he had not, and it still could be, if he didn't get the extension, this would be the the first guy fired bowl. Oh yeah, I mean they're both in trouble. I don't care if he got an extension. Panthers are celebrating that whatever the Saints like it was the Super Bowl. Right. Well, they're they're both in trouble, and uh, I just don't see talent on that Arizona team right now. They're not playing very well, and 
Uh, I think Carolina, they're not loaded with talent, but their defense plays well. Their defense is, is think, very good. It's, it's, yeah, it's I think very they're going to they're gonna contain Kyler Murray, and uh, they'll do enough on offense that I think that they'll find a way to win. It's going to be a low-scoring game, but I'll take Carolina. Is ba- Baker you know? Baker revenge game against Kyler? Come on. Carolina's Kingsbury, too. Kingsbury, too, right? Yeah. It actually is the Baker revenge game against Kingsbury. Yeah. I was yeah. kidding about the Kyler thing. The Carolina pass game doesn't scare anybody. Like I said, 103 yards without that busted should not play. Oh, wait, the guy going to make a tackle. Um, and if you can't throw the ball, I don't know how you cover big numbers, which is why Chris he's McCaffrey, up. by the way, is not, um, has not uh, practiced either Wednesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. And if you lose him, it's game over, I think, for them, even against a bad Cardinals team. So I tease this up. Arizona plus seven and a half. The defense for Arizona is 32nd in your per play. Um, so maybe Carolina's offense will finally get it going, passing the ball, but we'll see. Um, Arizona's offense can't pass the ball 30 seconds and pass yards per play. Not scary at all downfield, but they've shown the ability to rally after going down. Carolina doesn't seem capable of big point totals and scoring a big point total. So that's why I like teasing Arizona up. This look ahead was Arizona minus two and a half. Swung all the way to Panthers minus one and a half because they beat the Saints, I guess, even though they needed a defensive touchdown to do that. So I don't know. I think that's reading way too much into the result for Carolina there. Um, I'll, I would probably look at this under. I think, I think it's a game that, you know, um, I, I'm not sure what Charlotte weather is going to be. It's now looking like Raleigh is going to get absolutely like hammered or just hammered with rain. It looks like Sunday there's going to be wind, it's going to be really rainy. Um, it's just going to be the after effects of, of Hurricane Ian that's going to sort of because it cut east, it's going to hit Charlotte, going to hit hit here. Um, so I think under is a, probably a pretty good look. I, neither of these teams is going to be explosive down the field. Like, like you said, Laviska should all plays a fluke play. Um, Carolina's defense, I think, will bottle up Kyler in that in that offense. And I do think Baker will be motivated against Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, not a best bet, but I like the Panthers in this spot. The Bears at the Giants. The Giants minus three. Over under 38 and a half, Pete. Yeah, uh, this is a terrible game, and it's going to be hard to watch. I mean, these are two two and one teams. Think about that. This is two two and one teams. They better be in the playoffs if they started today. And neither one of them is any good. Uh, but I'll take the Giants here. I think they're a little bit better. Uh, you know, the Bears' defense is pretty good, their running game has been really good. Uh, but I'm going to take the Giants here. Uh, but man, these, these are not two two and one teams. I can tell you that. Yeah, this line was three when the lines initially came out, and the Giants played on Monday and looked awful, and the line went up to three and a half, which tells you nobody believes in Chicago. It's come back down to three now, so maybe somebody likes the Chicago plus three and a half. I mean, they look completely one-dimensional on offense. Fields has 23 completions in three games. But the Giants' offensive line is a train wreck, and Chicago knows how to pressure without the blitz. They're getting pressure with their their front. Um, And the Giants' rush defense awful without Leonard Williams last week. If he doesn't play here, I think Chicago is probably the play as much as I hate them overall. Um, and and I think the line should be Giants like minus four and a half or minus five. But that injury would be key enough for me that Chicago would probably be the lean. I have the Bears as the best bet. I just think it's like you're getting three points. These two knows with these two games. You're getting a, you're getting three points in a game in a total of 38 and a half on a you new. Know, um, by, by the way, Pete, um, I'm curious. So Wilson suggested this and I kind of thought it was crazy. And I met some new friends. Um, at the just randomly ended up getting uh, played golf on uh one day and, and ended up there's a threesome some younger dudes two giants fans one guy said that uh he thought it was daniel jones best game of his career against the cowboys uh agree or disagree yeah i don't think it was his best game of his career but he wasn't awful well he just it was like he he was pressured so much that he like played oh, he was brutalized back yeah. there yeah and he moved away from it if it, if he couldn't move he would have been sacked another five times yeah absolutely i was just curious what your thoughts were because i know not his best game I, I i agree um i'll take the bears the best bet plus three it's just you're getting three you're getting a field goal in a game that's probably going to come down to a field goal with a total of 38 and a half and neither team's going to move the ball very much so i'll take it all right we're going to move quickly through a bunch of other games uh Chiefs minus two at Bucks over under 45. I'll take the Chiefs. I don't love this game back to back road games, but I think they're the way the Bucks are playing on offense. They're so bad right now that uh, right, oh, sorry. I, um, I should point out, by the way, the, the, the Buccaneers have announced that game is going to be in Tampa Bay officially. So. Yeah, I don't. it was going to be in Minnesota with a home game for Kansas City. Uh, as it is now, they have to go there. It would have been they would have gone there. Oh, said so they were talking about going to Minnesota. Oh, because of the yeah. Vikings are in London. Yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah, so I'll, I'll take Kansas City minus the points. 
The Tampa Bay offense that's made a receiver last week. We know at least Evans will be back, so so that helps them out there. Um, I would make this Kansas City minus two and a half on a neutral. I think maybe the market was anticipating it'd be on a neutral field because that's what the one line was early in the week. It's been steaming down now toward Tampa. I think you can get Tampa minus one now at some places, which wow. is about where I think the line should be because Tampa has a really good home field advantage. Um, so now that it's over, it, once Tampa's favored, I don't think there's any value in the game. If you can get Tampa uh, plus points, I think that's the way to go. Yeah, I like the Bucks plus the points in this one. Home game, Sunday night, Tom Brady. I mean, you want to bet against Tom Brady, and I know Patrick Mahomes is great as well, and, and, and so is Andy Reid. But that Tampa defense is, 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 you know, has the talent to slow down uh, Kansas City. And, again, like Tom Brady at home, Sunday night football. I'll, I'll take Tom Brady plus the points. Patriots at the Packers. Packers minus 9.5, over under 40. Pete, there's been some scuttlebutt that Mac Jones actually might play in this, which just sounds insane. Day by day. Day by day. Yeah. Day by day. What do I look like, an orthopedic surgeon? No, but you know what somebody should have said? Well, get your orthopedic surgeon out here then so he can answer the damn question. How about do that? I, it's like, do I look like a doctor or an orthopedic He's, surgeon? You know, that back in the day, Coughlin used to ask me that all the time. What are you, a doctor? And I go, yeah, around here, somebody's got to play one because you never make any make any decisions on these. <laughs> so I'll guess he has a broken leg. If you write that, you're going to be wrong. Well, then tell me what he actually has. That's all you got to do. You know, it's just these guys. What's the What's the – why do they do it? What's the rhyme or reason to the whole theory? Just say he's got a high ankle sprain. He's not going to play. Day to day. Day to day. Should have shredded him. Should have shredded him. Uh, I'll take the Packers minus the points. I don't love it, but it's a big number, but I'll take him anyways. Uh, RJ, are the Packers the only play in Survivor this week? For sure. If you didn't use him in week two, a lot of people use him in week two with the Bears. Um, but uh, I, I use the Rams. I, you know, I, there wasn't many places I was going to like the Rams, but Packers, there was some places I was going to save them for. I played the Jets when they come back from the UK. Um, I was going to use them there, but you got to escalate them forward, especially since you can't trust the Chargers anymore and uh, play it with the Packers. So I have this line at Packers minus 11 with Mac out. I would probably lay the nine and a half just to lean um, for now. Dobbs looks like he's emerging as the reliable weapon Rodgers needs, caught all eight targets. So if Rodgers has a number one receiver, there that he can rely on that's big for that offense yeah and it felt like um was it God, who's was it who was calling the last packers game was it was it buck and Aiton? no who was calling the last packers game? No, it, was the, it was the fox oh it was kevin um, burkhardt and greg olson yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they said i i just heard that call this as part of the broadcast they pointed out that that Duh, Romeo knew coming in, like, and Greg Olson was like, that matters when you're a rookie. You don't feel like you're pressing when you know it's going to be one of your games. You feel like you, you know, you know you're going to get all these opportunities. And so now maybe that confidence grows a little bit. I think that's huge for the Packers. Um, I like, I think Green Bay rolls in this one. The Patriots just simply, if the Patriots didn't have Bill Belichick as their head coach, like, no one would be giving them a, a chance at anything, right? I mean, this this team does not look good. Right. Yep. No. no. Right. Finally, Commanders. I said, Dave, I'll just swear, Jar. The def- artist formerly known as the WFT at the Cowboys. Cowboys minus three with an over under 41 and a half beat. Look, the commanders were my best bet last week across the board. It's one of the worst picks any human beings ever made. Give me <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> I mean, I just think Dallas, you know, the whole talk about Cooper Rush quarterback controversy, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The, and, and there are people that actually believe that. It's yeah. idiotic. Dak Prescott comes back. He's the quarterback. The Cowboys are better. I think they run the ball well. Their offensive line's getting better. I'll take the Cowboys minus the points. Nobody would have put any stocking into it unless it was Jerry that's that's you know stoking the fire there. So he's the one that's causing that that talk of the controversy. I don't think anybody would believe it otherwise. Um, I, I have best bet Dallas minus three. Um, mm. Washington offensive line had no chance against Philly. Not sure how it gets any better here. Dallas defense had one of the most impressive pressure games uh, in re- recent memory against the Giants. I don't know how Washington scores points in this matchup, even with their solid skill position players. If the if Carson Wentz is at quarterback and Dallas is rushing him, um, Dallas offense hasn't been bad with. 6.4 yards per play last week. No sacks, which is big for that offensive line. It actually looks like that offensive line's coming together. We thought it'd be one of the worst in the league with their injuries. Now they look actually pretty solid. Um, I give Dallas three points for home field advantage, and I have Dallas two points better than Washington, so I make the line minus five. Um, it's come down to three, and I think it's a solid three. Now I think enough action has been on commanders that it's minus 110. I don't know what people are seeing. I love Dallas at minus three. Yeah, now you guys are scaring me. I think I picked Washington plus the points. Um, it's sort of like a dead cat bounce game for, for the I mean, Washington could have been, couldn't have not been worse. I mean, they got absolutely destroyed by the Eagles. Well, I RJ made like, the point about the offensive line. The offensive line was they were my yeah. spinning top of the week this week. Two of them. Yeah. The center was terrible. Um, Schweitzer, 
he did the Schweitzer dance all week. You know what that is? You go backwards. <laughs> you go backwards like this. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the right tackle Cosme was terrible, but they were not alone. The whole line stunk. Um, all right, I I I don't I don't love either either side in this game. And I think you you could get you you get good Carson Wentz for a, a half, and all of a sudden the, the Washington win this game. And Cooper Rush, man, I mean, do for a little like let's settle down the Cooper Rush hype or any sort of. I mean, he's. He's, he's good. He's fine. Completes underneath. He's a backup for three games, and he'll help you for three games, and then he becomes who you are. You are what you are. You don't change who you are. That's right. And RJ is someone who likes to do look headlines. You got two look headlines for week five, right, RJ? Is that correct? Yeah, Cleveland is catching one and a half points at home against the Chargers. The Chargers team, we think, has major downside with their injuries. I mean, we think they could lose to Houston. Um, the, the value on them is crashing down. Cleveland got a major upgrade for me with Brissett looking good. I think the market's still too low on them. Right now, I have both these teams as average with a zero power rating, but Cleveland's trending up and, and Chargers are trending down. So I make this line Cleveland minus two just based on those numbers, but I think that might be even a little higher once we, we redo the numbers next week after what we see this weekend. And the line might end up being Cleveland minus three. So if you can get a plus one and a half now, I think that's the way to go. My other one is Minnesota minus seven against Chicago. I'm just going to keep fading Chicago. Um, didn't get any value on it this week with with that that look ahead fade. Um, I worry about Minnesota coming back from the UK also, but just in power ratings terms, I have this line at minus ten. So minus seven seems like a very good value to me. Yeah, the seven may be related to to London. If they take care of the Saints, then you can certainly see that climb back up. All right, that's it for all our picks. Here are the best bets. Pete Prisco's best bets. He has the Saints. Excuse me, you have the Texans plus, or you have the Saints and the Texans in a teaser. Saints plus nine, Texans plus 11. You have the Bills Ravens over 51 and a half, the Lions Seahawks over 49 and a half, Browns minus one and a half, Raiders minus two and a half. And that is it. RJ's best bets are Philadelphia minus six and a half, Cleveland minus one and a half, the Rams plus two and a half, Denver plus eight and a half in a teaser along with the Arizona Cardinals plus seven and a half in that teaser. RJ also has the Titans plus three and a half. And I believe that's it, right? Uh, it should be Cowboys. six. Cowboys. Cowboys, Cowboys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cowboys went on there. My bad. My best bets are Bills. Um, let's see. I got the Vikings, uh, Saints plus three. Excuse me. Bills, uh, Ravens over 51 and a half. The uh, Steelers minus three and a half and the Bears plus three. Those are terrible bets. And I... Don't really like him. Uh, that'll do it for the show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Go Clemson. What is happening here? <laughs> hey, look, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna throw this warning out again. You cut. You show up for Sunday night's podcast. State win. State wins. You know, I'm probably gonna sound like I. I'm probably not gonna sound great. Let's just say that. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Um, what if they lose? You're still not gonna sound great. I'll sound a little better. Probably go to sleep if they lose after the game. It's going to be a long night. 7.30 kickoff. Oof. Oh, hi. I'll, be wa- I'll be watching. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. So the two guys I'm going with, the last time, the last they, trip, they made a trip last year uh, down to Mississippi State, and like ESPN caught one, uh, one of the guys like with his head in his hands. Like It was like kind of meme-like like in the stands after the game. So hopefully we don't get. Uh, You'll be a meme. Hopefully we don't get mean. All right. Thanks, stars, guys. For RJ, for Pete, I'm Brinson. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We will see you guys later.